everybody, and welcome to the week five edition of Coaches Night Out. We are tape delay at Town Square Social tonight, 145 Public Square in Lebanon. Our sponsors, as always, Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Donnie Self and Rob Painter, Daryl Tidwell, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salus Realty Group, located right here on the Public Square, THW Insurance Services, LLC, Cumberland University Athletics, and D.T. McCall and Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville. Coaches Night Out airs on three Facebook Live platforms, including the Wilson Post, Main Street Preps, and Blue Devil Broadcasting. You can also find this show on Twitter, X if you will, on my handle, at TV Sports 85 and on the Main Street Media TV app. Week 5, Green Hill at Lebanon. We'll spend a lot of time talking about that one tonight. Watertown at Cascade. Republic at Friendship at the 7.30 football game. Cookville at Mount Julia. Mount Julia Christian at Nashville Christian. That's NCS Homecoming. Shelbyville Central at Wilson Central. Chuck Gentry, head coach of the Blue Devils, with us first. On the lead-in segment to our show tonight, Chuck, your team's coming off a good win at Cookville, a tough place to go play, 41-17. How do you think your kids played? Well, I was very uh, very pleased with the way that we started the game. You know, uh, come out focused, uh, got off the field on defense pretty quick, ended up going down and scoring, and, and we wanted to start fast. We wanted to get out in front, play ahead, and, and we were able to do that and kind of kept that momentum up most of the night. Uh, offensively, when we needed a score, we, we got one and kind of felt like, you know, we only stopped ourselves. And so, you know, it's a, a good night. You know, uh, when you look at the yards, stats, and all that stuff, you know, we probably could have played a little better uh, at times. But uh, for the most part, very happy to go on the road, good opponent get a win, feel feel pretty comfortable most of the night and uh, you know, execute the way that we did and, and, and make some some plays that we haven't been making. What a lethal one two punch with Sean Heath at tailback and Keith Crowell in the slot to be able to give Cookville kind of a double dose of guys who can really run with it. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Sean's your tailback, and most of the offense goes around through him. But you know, he is the beneficiary of some of the RPO stuff that comes off of him, and then uh, you know, uh, hand it to Sean, and then slice it back to Key, and uh, you know, uh, be more reading and flowing, and getting those guys up front and working good, and it just made the uh, other night for a good, uh, good recipe of uh, one two, one two, one two, and you know, some on the ground, some in the air, and uh, you know, but it's all about eleven of us working together for sure. How has the offensive line played? You're four games in now. This is a group. There were some question marks about it because you lose three guys from last year that are, that are on the college level playing, and you've had to bounce some people around. Evaluate those guys, if you will. Well, you know, uh, they can always be better, but uh, they've done a good job. What I'm most proud of is that the, their effort, attitude, and fight, you know, not the biggest uh, guys up front. You know, we lost some large humans last year, and 
uh, you know, we're, we're used to having large humans, and so now if you compare them to last year, you know, they're not, you know, but uh, they're a scrappy bunch, a smart bunch, you know, play with good technique, and, uh, you know, Coach Angel and Coach Easterly really coach them hard, and, and uh, you get them going in the right direction, and we just uh, try to, uh, you know, try to uh, help those the guys out, you know, sometimes there's a heavy box, and you know, let's, let's just get outside or throw it outside. Sometimes there's a lighter box, so well, let's hand that thing off and run. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those uh, things that's a work in progress and all five of them have to be in unison, but they've been doing a good job. Jack Kleinert and 21, I've gone blank. Andrew Hodge. Andrew Hodge have helped that bunch because you can move those guys at the line of scrimmage and, and give you some extra blocking at the point of attack. Yeah, you can. You can, you know, tight end snipper in there, but they usually bring more in there. But uh, Andrew has really, really played well. And, uh, uh, you know, he's a tailback by trade. And, and you know, uh, I've asked him to go down there and play snipper some with Brent being out. And he should be back, you know, Friday night. But uh, we... Drew has done a really good job. He has really good hands uh, out of the backfield. And, and so uh, well, he's a weapon there, and he's done a really good job blocking. And then, uh, you know, Jack plays sparingly in there, but has done a good job when he's been called upon to get in there and block. And so it's just uh, a good mix. And, and like I say, those guys are doing a good job of opening up some holes for those those guys to run. The touchdown pass from Kaysen Kincaid to Chaston Dixon, a little double move, stop and go, kind of, if you will. You went downfield on them. You got away from the east-west. You went downfield and attacked them for a good touchdown. Well, we uh, we we hit four or five stop routes there during the game, and and the plan was, you know, eventually, eventually they're going to start getting nosy and get in there and, and trying to break on the ball, and make a play, and uh, you know, just use their aggression against them and. Uh, out of the break, uh, third down, third quarter to fourth quarter, I asked our offensive coaches, uh, do we want to get the first down, try to get the first down, or go go for the juggler? And they, which they all said, get the first down. So I got Actually, the first. You said. I got the first down, and then went for the <laughs> went, went went for it. And and again, I had been watching number sixteen all night, and he kept getting answer and answer and answer, and so did I. But, with, you know, it's one of those things. It's kind of a feel thing. And, and, and you know, Casey did a good job. Chasing run a good route. He uh, almost waited just a little too long to let that safety get there. But uh, just so happens the play before, the safety had got hurt. And they took him out and put a young guy in. And uh, as I was calling the play, I looked back there, and there's a fresh body back there. And I thought, well, now he's not going to be up in there as much as the, the other one. But, uh, you know, it worked out, and, uh, you know, uh, we need to stretch the field a little bit. And uh, we haven't necessarily tried to do that as, as much. And, uh, uh, you know, in the preseason, we hit several months, and, and we need to, to get back to that at, at times uh, to make everybody defend everything because we haven't been throwing it this way a lot. And, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes that's open, sometimes it's not. Sometimes the defense are open, sometimes it's not, you know. Uh, on a lot of the plays, you know, we we have deep shots, and the question is, is it covered? Is it not? Does he take it? And so, you know, I know I called one the other night that that he didn't take. That the other one 
was wide open too. So uh, you know, it's just one of those uh, one of those things. But just trying to uh, trying to make them defend everything. Defensively, you had to play against basically a single wing quarterback, a, a big, strong, tough kid that was back there at quarterback, and they had him as a big part of their run game. So he's a uh, very large kid, uh, 6'1", 215. And, uh, we had said uh, if he's playing for us, he's a tight end. Uh, well, it depends. I wish I could get one that big and run. Uh, and, but, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, he could definitely play tight end, there's no doubt. But he is a, a good good football player. I told him after the game, son, keep keep doing what you're doing. you got a good future ahead of you. And I played hard, played hurt, played, you know, gutsy performance. But, uh, you know, we had to gang tackle him and, and felt like that we uh, did a really, really good job of our kids running to the football and, and, and not one-on-one tackles, but let's hand him up and, or, uh, you know, gang tackle Change in directions. Green Hill comes to Lebanon Friday night. 707 is going to be kick. It's my TV 30. A lot of distractions with that Friday night rivals football game, but it, it boils down to you're going to have to defend a, a, a pretty good offensive football team in Green Hill. Yeah, they're uh, scoring a lot of points a lot of different ways. You know, the quick passes, the deep passes, the, the run. By the tailback, the quarterback run, the jet sweeps, you know, just all of it. Uh, you know, very good football team. And, uh, you know, our, we'll have our work cut out for us to try to defend them. And, and you know, they haven't given up any points either. So uh, it's a pretty good night when you're scoring a lot of points and not giving up many. And, then, you know, they've had a, a couple of those games. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You know, I've talked to our kids about Friday night lights and what it is. and everything and I said, but it still boils down to it's football. It's our job to prepare and play the game. Yeah, you can go home and see yourself on T V, you know, you can get it taped, you know, I'll have it for many years to come. So when you're my age and you look back on it and bring it out of the archives, you want to put your best foot forward and and and, and say, All right, well here we here we were first time we ever played Green Hill, started the rivalry in football and here we are. And so uh Again, it's exciting. It's just kind of football game you want to play in. You know, I get to play on TV. I expect a large, large crowd. Uh, you know, we're tailgating before the game and uh, DJing and bringing chairs and people bringing food. And so, you know, what you want is a high school football player and then, you know, walk there on that checkerboard and come through the lights and it's time to play with the lights on and the cameras on. I mean, uh, I, I probably could play one play. But uh, I don't know about uh, I don't know about a whole game, but it, it, it'll be a fun atmosphere. Cannon Burroughs, their quarterback, has had a, a a really solid year, and just a sophomore to be able to turn the keys over to that guy says a lot about the kind of football player he is. Oh, good football player, you know, and and is handling their offense well, making good decisions, throwing the ball where he needs to throw it, and not panicking and. and very dangerous with his feet also. So, uh, you know, just like I said, just a sophomore. So that's, uh, that means three three more three more times. So, uh, you know, but he is a very, very impressive young man. Defensively, it looks like an odd front defense, something you're certainly familiar with. Yeah, it's an odd front, you know, but 50, you know, basically. And, uh, 
you know, quarter coverage and, and rolling and, and doing some things based on formation and stuff. But, uh, you know, very well coached much. They get after it under the football tackle. And so it's one of those, uh, going to be one of those nights. And, uh, you know, where hopefully we can say two good football teams, two well coached football teams are going at it. Uh, Chuck, let me run through some of our team meals this week. Monday, the youth ministry at Fairview Church fed the freshman JV bunch. Thursday, uh, tomorrow, as we as we tape this, the young married class at Emmanuel Baptist Church. And then on Friday, Zaxby's provides the meals. And, and Zaxby's been on board with Blue Devil football since you've been here. She was she was the uh, first one with the meals that that said, "What come and see me? What can I do?" And uh, uh, Miss Bonnie Ryan and, and her bunch has been great. They sponsor our game day shirts, uh, and uh, you know I told her we like chicken in Lebanon High School, and uh, uh, it's been uh, been a good relationship. You know she's uh, used to do her sideline match, now she does her goalpost stuff, and uh, she's never told me no when I'm called, and, and we really appreciate that. Along with Emmanuel Baptist Church, uh, letting us borrow Brother Darren and all he does, and you know they've been they've been on board since I've been here, also, and you know it's just uh, it's a blessing to have. Uh, me and him were talking this morning. We have everything, I think. But one little meal covered for the year, and, and and you're only a month in. Only a month in, and in August he was saying it's a little slow. <laughs> so uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get that covered. But it's it's great to have people that support you, and you don't have to worry about it. And um, you know, the kids are uh, are getting to eat. You would have thought uh, you'd have thought we sold shirt and gold last week when. Uh, Southeast Impressions fed us socks, and we had rice and chicken and, and yum yum sauce. There was uh, there was some happy kids. What did the defense do to raid free donuts? Uh, Rick Smith and the bunch at uh, Jay Claiborne's 2.0 provided dozens and dozens of donuts today. Uh, we challenged their defense to, to to play a little more aggressively and get to the football. And uh, out of 55 snaps, there were over 75% of those snaps. Three people were more around the football when the whistle blew. And uh, there were only 12 snaps that were really negative snaps for us. But they were out of 55, you know, only 12. And, you know, we had a lot of people doing a lot of good things, whether it's making tackles behind the line for, for loss, uh, you know, defending passes, intercepting passes, or, or whatever. And so uh, a couple years ago, we got on the roll and we started uh, started eating donuts. And so uh, last Saturday, we talked about how can we get them. And, you know, a lot of people are motivated by a lot of things. But, uh, you know, when you challenge somebody and, you know, I, I, I like food too. So uh, I was telling them, go ahead. I didn't eat any donuts today, but... Uh, yeah, go ahead, y'all. Y'all get some donuts, and we'll we'll have fun. Chuck, thanks for the visit. Have a good football game against. I gotta say happy birthday okay. to my wife and my daughter. I told them I wouldn't sing and embarrass them, but uh, you know, uh, eighteen and, and and another number. Okay. Hey, thanks for the visit. Happy birthday, Saber. Uh, that that young lady, Ella. Ella, uh, congratulations. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back with a second segment of Coach's Night Out after these words.
Time for the second segment of Coach's Night Out, live from Town Square Social. Let me run through our sponsors once again. Advantage Roofing Contractor, LLC, Donnie Self and Rob Painter. Daryl Tidwell, Loan Originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee. The Salus Realty Group, located on the Public Square. THW Insurance Services. Cumberland University Athletics. D.T. McCall & Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville make this show possible. I really appreciate the sponsorship of all those folks. Tim Mathis, head football coach at Cumberland, with me here on segment number two. And Tim, an off week after that god-awful trip <laughs> that you had to go to Florida, but you got a win out of that trip to Weber International. Uh, how has the week of practice been, and, and did you go a little light in that in that so-called open week you had? We did. We did during the open week. We just practiced three days and gave them <clears throat> gave them a long. Uh, not really a long week, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. And so then we came back and we actually practiced, had a real small hour practice on, on Monday, and then these last two days we kind of got back in the normal groove and um, had we've had a fantastic practice this week. It's, it's, it's really been good. Got You know, obviously that off week practice too is, is, is a way to get some banged up guys you know, a little healthy too, so we, we're not we didn't beat up on each other and go live and all that stuff. But um, it's been a great week of practice. We're just we're ready to eager to get back and hopefully carry that momentum on. Before we went on, you said it's probably been one of the better offensive works that you've had since fall camp. It, it really has. I mean, it's we're really coming together. You know, <laughs> knock on wood and all, but. Um, we're, we're picking up, uh, you know, going over their defense stuff. We're picking up blitzes and picking up how they're moving and all that. We're picking it up, you know, right away and and, and busting some big runs and, and and doing some real good RPO throws and stuff off of it. And obviously, if we continue to do that, that you know, we feel good about ourselves because it, you know, the way we have to approach every week is. We got to worry about Cumberland. We can't worry about who we're playing, what it is. We got to take care of Cumberland, and I and I think we're doing a really good job of that this week of taking care of Cumberland. If in, in a perfect world, how do you how do you want to play offensively? If if everything fell the right way, what tempo, run versus pass, that sort of thing, Tim? What? We want to run. I mean, you know, you've heard me say this. But we want to run the ball first. That's what we want to be known for. But we do want to, if they're going to creep a, you know, sixth or seventh guy in the box, depending on what our box is, we want to be able to, to, to throw off that RPO off that. But we want to throw when we have to. I mean, not when we have to, when we want to, and and really want to establish a run and dominate that. But we want to get into a thing where we can tempo you while running the ball to kind of wear out their off our defensive line so they can't sub or whatever. So we, you know, we hadn't had a chance or, and we kind of went the opposite approach in Weber. We kind of slowed it down to keep the ball away from them in that game. So, but there are going to be games where we try to, we try to tempo them still running the ball and do what we want to do. But if we can hang our, what we hang our hat on is we want to run the football. And you've got at least a couple of guys in that what I call the tailback position 
who are capable of really giving you good numbers. We do. We that's the thing. We're 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 three deep of of guys that it, for us, you know, we consider it doesn't matter who who you're out there, and we really, you know, trailing is is a workhorse. Nick's a workhorse, and then um, <clears throat> Tim Pinnell, who who's you know started playing for us a, a little bit this year, has been with us a while from from Oakland. That that uh, you know we don't feel bad when he's in the game. He you know he can. He, he's a really, really good running back, but you know, so we we got guys that we feel real comfortable, no matter who it is. But you know, we do want to ride those guys. Are there different aspects to those three different guys about what they bring to the table? I, I think so. Uh, I think uh, Shepard is a combination of everything. He's got speed. He's got and power. Um, Nick's more power than he has speed, but. He's not slow, but he he's a he's a power back. Tim, Tim's honestly more of a speed guy. He he rarely in practice does the first person tackle him. He he usually makes the first guy miss, and he he has a little more breakaway speed or whatever. But uh, <coughs> you know, you kind of put those two together. Traylon's got both of those things, which you know makes makes if you say a more complete back. I don't I really don't think so because. Nick, Nick's not slow, yeah. and but he, you know, if you got to make a business decision as a safety, if you come down to tackle him, because he's going to run you over. How has the offensive line play been? I know I asked you this after the Wagner game, but now you've had some more time to practice. Is that group gelling, coming together? I, I think I definitely think they are. I think they're understanding what we want to do, and it's, you know, it's different. And some of them have been here a couple of years, but we do have some young guys, but you know, we've changed you know, coaches have left and all that so they're, every year they've had to learn kind of new term not a lot of it necessarily has changed but you have coaches that coach a different way they t- teach, you know, one little it's not necessarily you're doing a different thing, but you're teaching it a different way so, but I think they're starting to come together in jail and understanding what, how we want the approach to be Defensively, how has practice gone for those guys? And what will you see from Kentucky Christian offensively? What kind of sets, formations, what do they want to do? They're, they're going to spread. They spread us out. Uh, you know, they'll have uh, – they go to empty some, but they have a one back. But it's always – they're not going to be a one, two tight type thing. They're going to spread it out. They try to get rid of the ball quickly. Um it's kind of almost an air raid type offense where they try to throw quick and, and get the ball out and do a lot of bubbles and screens and stuff, try that. So, you know, you got to defend the whole field when that happens. So the guys have to really work and, and make sure they're in the spots they they need to be. So, you know, they're, they're doing well. To, um, you know, Tor, Torian's going to have them ready and, and, and they're going to play fine. But I, I really – the biggest thing with facing them this week, just kind of watching their film, is they're they're going to try to spread you out to to try to get in one on one matches out. But they, it's not a lot of vertical deep game. It's it, a lot of it is is get rid of the ball quick. Um, and part of that's designed so the quarterback doesn't get hit a lot too. Is is get rid of the ball. In a, in a case like that, your defensive lineman can run and get 
get involved in the play out on the perimeter. Oh, they definitely can, and and you rely on that. And you know, we have different um, great thing that that Coach Smith does too. Is you, you know, we'll have our regular set, and then we'll have a nickel set where we bring a, a an ex, take a linebacker off maybe, and, and put a, another DB in. Then we have a dime set where you basically just go to three down down linemen and, and bring another defensive back in. So, you know, we'll use all those defenses to, to defend that and get, you know, get speed on the field when we need it. And, and you know, one thing we did do in recruiting is some of the backers, some of the young guys we're bringing in is they have a lot of speed, uh, which, is, which is nice to do because you can keep a linebacker in in some of those things where sometimes you wouldn't necessarily have a linebacker in, it'd be another DB, but we can keep a linebacker in. So um, that's really what you got to do against those offenses is, you know, you got to mix it up. And if they're going to keep you spread out, is bring another DB in and, and so we can run and rally to the ball. But, you know, those defensive linemen have a great opportunity to pressure the quarterback and make great things happen. And running to the ball like that, you know, takeaways are a big deal. Well, and, and I mentioned the defensive linemen because if they're throwing – the hitches, the quick stuff, the tunnel screens, if if they're run into the football, that takes away half the football field. That, then then yep. you've got the boundary on the other it's, side. It's it's paramount that they got to run to football because if they don't, that is when the big plays happen. But if you can rally to the football, you're exactly right. You take away half the field. Uh, six o'clock kickoff at Noakes Lassiter. Uh, the weather has turned, and and what a great night this will be. For college football, it, it 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 is, and that's you know, if I if I had my rather's, we'd play every one of our home games will be at, be at night and try to get just because I think more people can get to the game, even families. You don't have to get up at three or four o'clock in the morning to get there, but you know it is. It's starting to get some fallish type weather, which is you know what everybody says is football weather. We're not playing in. That oppressive heat. We've already been down to Florida and did that. I think we played three miles from the equator the other weekend. But um, so it will be nice to not, you know, go out and just when you walk outside, you're sweating after 10 feet. How do you handle the, a six o'clock kick? I mean, you've got to feed them a couple of times before they play. Maybe, maybe even a snack worked in there. Well, they, they, they usually eat their, you know, breakfast or whatever on campus as they normally would and we we always have we always do our pregame four hours before kickoff um supposedly science says that gives the food enough time to digest where they can you know have energy from it and all that and we do we have we have snack stuff in the locker room uh for pregame and halftime and all that so they don't uh, they shouldn't be playing hungry or whatever but it is it makes it a little more challenging when you play at night because it, the biggest thing for us is we got to feed them after the game because, you know, your last big meal's at two o'clock, so you know you you're, you're not eating again until nine. So we usually have the meal for them after the game, sitting there waiting for them because that, that to me that's the biggest thing is you know obviously the calf closes so you got right. you got to make sure and feed them and take care of them. Well, and you've got to work with other people's schedules, and when the cafeteria closes down, that's where all your guys right. that's where all your guys eat. So brown bag boxes of food or something right. like that, but they've got to you got to feed those cats. That's right, and that's you know 
having one that did it and, and, and went through it, they can eat you out of house and home, and whatever you feed them probably isn't enough anyway because it seems like they can eat every two hours. Uh, what are a couple of things you, you want to try to do uh, against Kentucky Christian? What, what What's going to be Cumberland's key to uh, being where you want to be to maybe to get that good early start to, to play well right out of the right out of the shoe. I, I, to me, established the run game. I, to, honestly, things we did in the Weber game. We had I think we had two penalties in the Weber game, which you know that's a big deal. Don't don't have penalties that kill drives. Um, you know, we I think we other than you know five keys that we always always have other than the kicking game we might not have won the kicking game and that other but we won the other four we run we won the run game offensively and defensively we ran we won the turnover game phoenix don't beat phoenix with with penalties and stuff so you know we win all that and we won the fourth quarter you know if you can do those things you're going to but to me offensively we want to establish the run early and dominate that because it helps you on defense too. Defensively is 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 just we want eleven guys tackling the football every time and, and create turnovers because you know you take the ball away from them that's less chances for them and if we control the run game that's less chances for them and and you know if we can do that if we if we can do that and control Cumberland doing that we have a good chance. Tim, as always, thanks for the visit. Best of luck. We'll see you on Saturday right. night. Thank you. Go Phoenix. Tim Mathis, head coach at Cumberland University, with us on the second segment of Coach's Night Out from Town Square Social. We'll take a break, and we'll be back with Josh Crouch, head coach at Green Hill, after these words.
Welcome back to the third segment of Coach's Night Out live at Town Square Social, 145 Public Square, Lebanon. Kyle and Cody also own Cedar City Brewing at 112 Public Square, another great hangout that uh, folks can go to here on Lebanon's Public Square. Our sponsors, D.T. McCall and Son, Lebanon, Carthage, Franklin, uh, Lafayette, and Cookville. Cumberland University Athletics, THW Insurance Services, LLC, the Salus Realty Group, Daryl Tidwell, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee, and Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Rob Painter and Donnie Self. Let me run through the schedule quickly on what's going on Friday night. Watertown at Cascade, Cookville at Mount Juliet, Mount Juliet Christian at Nashville Christian, Shelbyville Central at Wilson Central, Republic at Friendship, and that's going to be a 7.30 kickoff, and Green Hill at Lebanon, the MyTV30 game, officially kickoff is set for 7.07 at Tribble Field, Watkins Stadium, and we'll get into more of the specifics about that here, but let me introduce Josh Crouch, head coach at Green Hill, been there since the day that place opened. Josh, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate you being here. Uh, Last week, a rock'em, sock'em football game with Wilson Central. Uh, you got out ahead, Central wouldn't go away, and you didn't expect anything besides that, did you? No, I thought they had a very physical football team. I thought they were, uh, you know, they, they were a very stout, big lineup. Uh, offense line is coached really, really well. Uh, they got three or four running backs that are good players, and uh, Ethan Combs is one of the best high school football players around. So, um, you know, we knew where they were going to fight us. We got... Got down a little early, got had the red zone three times and came away with no points. Um, so uh, didn't get a chance to really put it away early, but uh, was really proud of our kids coming out after halftime and uh, getting a win. You ran a play you call Trojan, I call Monday Night Special, to get your first points of the football game. The reverse double handoff, pass back to the quarterback, you delivered on that. And I, I said to you on social media, I said, it's one thing to practice and have that play in your playbook, but to know when to call it and have the guts to call it when you did on your first offensive snap. Yeah, uh, and Zach White takes care of all of our play calling. So uh, he said it in the headset and gave it a go. And uh, so, you know, he's, he's done a really good job for us. And Colton Dow uh, was there on the uh, Titans game of the week. He was the coin toss. And uh, we actually scored his first touchdown against Franklin in the playoffs on that same play. So little uh, tip of the hat to Colton being there. Uh, and, and the way that you executed that, Mattingly came all the way across the field on yeah. there. Yeah, he started on the right side, top of the numbers. We were on left hash. Uh, he sold it really, really good. Because you know, if you take off too quick, you'll be – 60 yards downfield and without uh, out of range of the quarterback's throw. But uh, he did a really good job of selling it, took his time, uh, and then got Bass and Cannon. Cannon dropped a great ball, and uh, we scored early. We tried to go for two uh, right after it and uh, just, uh, you know, didn't didn't get – we went to throw the ball and ball popped out on us and didn't get it. But we tried to start quick right there and try to go up to our eight points early. Talk about Cannon Burroughs a little bit, if you will. Sophomore quarterback – has has thrown the ball really well, has run it well at times. You've turned the keys over to a 10th grader. Yeah, and it was in the summer, um, 
it was something that we were going back and forth on because we had a we had a quarterback battle. Our, our slot, uh, Nick Owens, is a good quarterback as well. Uh, when Garen went down, we kind of uh, pivoted a little bit to them too and try to get them both ready. And uh, both of them can play quarterback. Uh, Nick comes in and does some wildcat packages for us too. But uh, I've, I've been so uh, impressed with Cannon, not only his growth and his maturity as a tenth grader, but um, him to be able to come in on a Friday night is a hostile environment uh, at Summit. Uh, it was another big environment against Wilson Central, um, and he's been cool, calm, collected uh, the entire time. So I, I think mentally, just seeing his growth uh, from six or seven weeks of being, you know, frustrated and drinking through a fire hose a little bit as uh, as the first couple of weeks to now, you know, he feels like he knows it like the back of his hand and. Um, he's really divvying the ball out uh, to a lot of good receivers uh, and not really focusing on one. Uh, and we're doing a good job. I, I feel like as a staff, is doing a really good job of giving him friendly reads and being able to allow him to play confident. You've got two guys working with him in practice who've played the position in Zach White and Ty Job. Yeah. He's getting a lot of good instruction. Yeah, and, and, and Zach does a... Zach uh, is, is our office coordinator, but he kind of pulls off and oversees the offense, and so he doesn't have a position group. And uh, Coach Job is the one that, that, that is in the indie with him, that kind of breaks everything down with him, makes it fun, uh, makes it easy reads. But Zach does a really good job of, uh, during practice, uh, giving, giving Cannon cue, uh, clues and uh, easy answers to offenses and try to make it uh, really simple for him to go out and, uh, and perform. And, uh, the more that we have seen that he can he can take in, the more we put on him. You're playing some sophomores in that starting lineup. Yeah, I think I think we got six that are rotating in. We got three on the offensive line, uh, two at run, or one at running back, one at quarterback, one at receiver. Um, and you know when we graduated the ten guys last year, three, four of them are playing college football right now. That was on the offensive side of the ball. Three of them are playing at Cumberland, um, and uh, Caleb Carver went on to Indianapolis with uh, Crowell. Uh, and they're doing both of them are doing great jobs up there, and Wilson County's uh, doing really well with uh, putting these kids in in college and getting some athletes. But we knew going into the year that it may be uh, maybe a little tougher on offense. But those sophomores, uh, man, it's a, it's a special group. On Saturdays they come up there and work out and throw. On the weekends uh, they always want to know how to get better. They've matured, and at this point we're halfway through the year, so we can't use the sophomore tag no more. They're they're veterans now, and it should be a very very good class for three years. And, and the great thing about sophomores, they're going to be around a while. Yeah. They, they, these guys will be there for you. And you are a, is it a, you're heavy junior, junior sophomore class, is that right? So we've got 38 seniors. Okay. Yeah, we've got 38 seniors. Uh, nine of them are on defense that are starting for us. Okay. So senior side is, is super heavy loaded with, uh, with our defense. Um, Offensively, we've got two that are on the offensive side of the ball that are starting for us, one at right guard, one at left tackle. Um, and then we've, uh, we've got a lot of guys that play uh, special teams and start for us there. But uh, I think our breakdown is right at 38 uh, for seniors. We've got 26 uh, juniors, and then we've got 48 uh, sophomores, and then another 43 for freshmen. This senior bunch, you've been a school for four years. They've stuck with you, and, and they have come the long way, and, and they'll have stories to tell about, we go over this, dressing in the parking lot yeah. and 
practicing on somebody else's field and things like that. But look where they are today. Yeah, and it's a group that's had a couple of playoff appearances, a couple of playoff wins. Um, uh, you know, thinking Nico has played every single high school football game in Green Hill history. Uh, so, you know, replacing that kid when you think farther on down the road. But more importantly, like, they are all good kids. They're all good sons. They all have great families. Um, and I think we're preparing them for going on and, and being men in, in our society. But um, the senior group is going to be one that we're going to be, uh, you know, it's gonna, it's, it was hard to replace last year's seniors. But uh, this, this is the first one for four years that uh, really built it and built what we are. And I think did a, you know, because of them, they've, they've kind of put us in this opportunity to play great programs like Lebanon on TV. Now this will be the third time in two years we've been on it. Talk about the number 20. That's special in your program. You have a senior captain who earns the right to wear number 20, and this year it's Nico Duffy. Yeah, uh, so we have a skill and a big number 20. Uh, our skill 20 is the one that wears the, the, the number because uh, linemen can't wear 20 during the game uh, as an eligible number. But uh, Aiden, we put it on his head. It's on his helmet, so he'll have number 20 above it. And then uh, his number right below it. Uh, Aiden Card is our big uh, number 20, and Nico Duffy is our number 20 for our program. Uh, we opened in 2020, uh, so it's a uh, it's something that goes back to you know when we first opened. It's a little bit of a nod of that, and then uh, the way we do it is based off of uh, attendance, grades, volunteer hours. Uh, are they living up and, and being what we talk about, uh, Green Hill men? Uh, we have a motto that's called CLIMB. It's commitment, loyalty, integrity, mental toughness, and brotherhood. And if they represent that, uh, that's the first nod to it. Uh, we, we had about six six guys this year that we were able to narrow it down between because there were so many of them that fell into that category. Uh, but what 20 means for us is anytime you see them on the field or you see them on the sideline or you see who it is, that is supposed to be the person that uh, is who we are. Uh, it's a living uh, Jersey, it's somebody that is meant to be who our program's about, and uh, I think Nico and Aiden represent that to the utmost. Uh, and they will—they have a, a picture in our locker room that will forever be up there, and we make a plaque for them. And uh, so every year we put we put one up in the locker room for everybody to see in the past. Talk about Lebanon. They're three and one. The game they lost at the time very disappointing to Lebanon. Turns out Upperman's probably the number two team in the state in their division. Uh, a quality loss, if you will. What concerns you when you look at Lebanon on tape? Well, I, we had the privilege of scrimmaging Upperman in the last two years, and they put it to us. So uh, I, I, I know what kind of program Coach Kane has, and uh, really, like I was talking, I was talking to Chuck earlier, and uh, you know that game, it, we, we, we're not similar in the fact of uh, we don't have those personnel groupings, so we don't really have a lot of the two tight ends three tight ends and just, you know, pounding the football and leaning on you a little bit. We're a little bit more of a spread out, up-tempo, fast-paced offense. So uh, watching that game, and they, they, they were down early, but bottled all the way back, was within a score there late. Um, and, uh, you know, I, what Chuck's done in the time that he's been here and the, the program and what he has now and flipped that thing around uh, is pretty special. And I tell him every time I see him, I, I'm, uh, he's done a great job. And, uh, you know, that, that program is back to where – uh, it had been in the early, you know, 90s and uh, early 2000s, uh, and Chuck's done a great job of navigating that. But, uh, you know, number six and number five are player, probably the two best players we've seen all year. Um, 11 and 10 are 
really, really good high school football players that are physical, downhill guys. And, uh, you know, I, I think this is the best football team we've seen uh, yet up to film. So it'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a good test to see where we are uh, as a program and if we can compete at that 6A level. You, I, I saw this on one of your uh, your post game interviews with uh, with with the Green Hill Sports Network. Big football, big school football in Wilson County is in good shape. It there is. are there are some good teams here. Yeah, and you know Trey's done a, a great job historically over a long period of time. Chuck is now the second longest tenured coach that came in, uh, and, and we just mentioned a little bit about what he's done as a program. Um, and then Ben going over to Wilson Central is uh, is really and I and I'm partial to Brad and Trey and all them that were over there because I st- that's where I started yeah. at love Wilson Central and I think Brad did a great I mean every year last four years he's been in the playoffs um, you know he's got I think he's got the most playoff wins in school history and uh, so I, I'm always super appreciative of Brad and will never say anything bad about a program but Ben going over there has done a phenomenal job of getting that that life back in it and starting something new and. Uh, getting a little bit more presence on social media and sh- and showing uh, you know a younger staff to kind of relate to those kids and uh, like I said last week we're in a in a in a bar fight uh, fighting those dudes and they're big and well coached and uh, you know we we escaped out of there with a good win I felt like it was a really good football win for us uh, to be able to go over there, to go and and win that game but Wilson County I think uh, top to bottom is in one of the best shapes that I've. Since I, I think this is my 13th year in Wilson County, and it's uh, the best that I can I can remember at the time. Just everyone being uh, a lot of parity between a lot of the programs. When you're playing the way you want to play offensively, what will folks see out of Green Hill? Spread up tempo. Um, we want to throw it around a little bit. We want a lighter box to be able to run into. With those three sophomores, uh, they're they're good football players, and they will be really good football players. But uh, if if we are running into a loaded box, we want to try to get Aaron Mattingly the ball and Aiden Sadler, Braden Jones, Dallas Jackson, Nick Owens. We want to try to get those guys the ball uh, in space and see if we can make one-on-one tackles. But um, on offense, we're going to be um, we're going to try to go as fast as, as the refs will let us, as fast as the TV will let us, uh, and hope that our condition will will play a, a little bit of a role and. Uh, see if we can get people misaligned and try to. All it takes is one one misalignment and we can get some points off of. Defensively, how do you want to play? We're physical on defense. I I think that uh, we want to set the tone on the line of scrimmage. We want to stop the front, the run first and foremost. We try to make teams throw it on us uh, in order to beat us. So we're going to be eight or nine man max fits uh, in the run game. We're going to make sure that our safeties are tacklers. Uh, our we take a lot of pride in our corners being good tacklers as well. Uh, a lot of people think that the corners, you know, they don't, they don't have to tackle. But uh, in the box, we got uh, four seniors, uh, four seniors that uh, tackle nose, both inside backers, two seniors at outside backers. So uh, out of that, uh, six out of the seven uh, were senior loaded, and uh, hopefully we're playing really physical smash mouth football and disciplined. Last year in basketball, I think Aaron Mattingly kind of came into his own after Christmas, started playing a little bit better, demanding the basketball, doing some things. Did you, did you know you had a football player when he got out there? So we said the same thing in uh, the offseason. Uh, Braden Staten went down about week four or five for us, and Aaron was uh, in that role as the tight end uh, after uh, Braden. And 
didn't play with a lot of confidence in sophomore year, and rightfully so. He's stepping into you know a big, big <laughs> physically too, big shoes to yeah. fill. Um, and uh, you know he just didn't have that confidence. And going into the basketball early, he was still you know hesitant with with calling the ball. And uh, I really think that Aaron figured it out uh, somewhere after Christmas break. That 15 foot jump shot, the 12, the one that nobody really shoots much. He, he's money on that. And then seeing him just physically. Uh, change his body in the last six months. Uh, I think he knows now. You know he's he's got the tools and the talent. God's blessed him with a lot of good things. Uh, he's got super phenomenal soft hands to catch the ball. He's got great speed. Um, you know, and and I think right now he's becoming a leader for us, not only on the field but vocally and te- and not in a negative way like a rah rah guy, but when he speaks, everybody listens and. Uh, He's starting to now to figure it out, and uh, you know I, I think it's a testament to Coach Allen. Really, Coach Allen set him down one day after a game and said, "Look, you got to start playing more. You got to start playing better, and you got to help us out for a program." And that conversation from Coach Allen to him, I think he took a lot from it. And uh, you know, ever since then, I think he's been a like a light switch. He's been he's been phenomenal since then. I want to say his touchdown to reception ratio is out of this world. What is it like? 12 or 13 catches and six touchdowns, something like that? Yeah, I think he's – so I'm trying to think back on it right now. I know he had two the first week off four catches. He had two off four catches last week, so that's about 50%. Uh, and I think he had six catches for about 80 yards uh, week three. So he's, he's, he's roughly around 12 to 13 catches with five touchdowns, I think is where he's on right now. That, that's out of this world. That uh, means we got to get the ball more, right? So good things happen when we get him the ball. So we we got to put the – we got to do a better job coaching to get him the ball, I guess. That's, that's what it's telling us. Josh, thanks for the visit. We appreciate it. Thank you. We, we think it's going to be a, a great game, and uh, when helmets cost 350 bucks, there's nothing wrong with having a full house. Right. You had a big big crowd last week at your place. It was homecoming, yeah. Wilson Central, all things rolled into one. We, we had a phenomenal crowd. It was right at about 4,200 people. Um, it was an awesome atmosphere. We had a lot of alumni back from year one to year two. Um, and uh, student sections were packed on both sides. So we're, we're hoping for something similar. Like I said, Wilson County football is, if, you're, uh, if you've never been out to a football game or you, you've never, you haven't seen uh, Wilson County play in the last two weeks, I don't think there's a better matchup this week than what Chuck's got in, in our program. We're hopeful that we can go over there and give them a good football game and uh, try our best to stay within it and see if we can compete. Josh, thanks for the visit. We appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Josh Crouch, head coach at Green Hill, with us on the Coaches Night Out show. That's going to do it from here at Town Square Social. Let me run through those games one more time. Week 5, Friday, September 15, the game we just got through talking about, Green Hill at Lebanon. It's a MyTV30 game. Kickoff is at 7.07. Triple Field, Watkins Stadium. Watertown goes to Cascade. Republic at Friendship at a 7.30 kickoff. Cookville at Mount Juliet, Mount Juliet Christian Academy at Nashville Christian School, and Shelbyville Central at Wilson Central. For Justin, for Bobby Kay, for uh, Ashley, who's uh, running the floor up here tonight, I'm Tommy Bryan. I'll talk to you later.